What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 23 of the Amazon Hustle podcast. And before we get into the actual podcast, let's go down memory lane and let's go back to the year 2003. 50 Cent is the most popular rapper. He's in the club asking girls 21 questions because many men wish death upon him just because he's a PIMP. Marlon was busy looking for Nemo and I was fresh out of high school, just started my first job working at Target. I go back to this because over the past... 22 episodes well this is 23 now so over the past 23 episodes i have interviewed three different 18 year old six-figure amazon sellers and i bring all this up to set the scene for this week's podcast this week i'm going to be interviewing an 18 year old amazon seller david also known as dave does ecom on twitter and instagram and dave is the third 18 year old amazon seller that i have interviewed on the amazon hustle podcast i have interviewed ben who is an 18 year old amazon seller and i interviewed michaela who's an 18 year old amazon seller and after interviewing these young amazon sellers it just reminds me of how much of my youth was just wasted on girls partying and video games i mean it all turned out good now but i could have been so much farther than where i am now if i just buckled back down at the age of 18 and actually kind of just focus on one thing i mean of course i'm 37 now so 18 years ago amazon wasn't around but i'm sure there's something i could have did to kind of put me in a better situation if i was able to go back to being 18 years old and i just knew one tenth of the information that i knew now ben david and michaela i would give them a run for their money but i can't be a monday morning quarterback but just talking to these younger entrepreneurs just kind of reminds me of how much time i wasted when i was younger just talking to the younger generation and seeing how some of them, not all of them, how some of them are so motivated and taking their futures into their hands and becoming entrepreneurs or at least starting side hustles just kind of, it kind of warms my heart because we as older people always look, think about it. When you were a kid or when you were a teenager, the older generation, your parents, your aunties, your uncles always said that there's something wrong with us that back in my day, we did it this way. And that's kind of how we are now. I look like I look at a lot of younger kids and I'm saying, I would never do that or they're messing this up or they're messing that up. That's not how it always is. And I have proof on the podcast showing you that some of these younger kids are actually doing the things that we wish that we would have did when we were younger. So I know I sound like the old guy saying, back in my day, we did this. Back in my day, I had to walk 22 miles to go to school or I had to do this or I had to do that. So I'm not trying to do that. I'm just going to stop sounding like my grandfather and ranting about the younger generation and their music. And we're just going to get right into episode 23 of the Amazon Hustle podcast. I've already introduced him, David, aka Dave Does Ecom. This is one of my most favorite podcast that I have done, which this podcast is based on Amazon, but I love it when it goes out of Amazon and we're able to talk about things like social media, content creation, entrepreneurship, self-help books, that type of thing. And there are a lot of spotlights in this conversation that I had with David. One of them that I'm sure all of you, especially new Amazon sellers will find very intriguing is we have a part in this podcast where we talk about how to hire a VA, where to go to get a VA, what to look for when you're hiring a VA and what to expect when you do hire a VA. That's very, very important. And I know a lot of you guys will enjoy that. And then we also talk about social media promotion. Um, basically, uh, basically, David is focused on growing his Twitter and we talk about how he, he grows his Twitter, what he does, what programs he use and things like that. So I'm going to stop talking now and we're going to get right into episode 23 of the Amazon Hustle podcast with special guest Dave Does Ecom. Okay. So Dave, welcome to the Amazon Hustle podcast. Could you do me a favor and let the listeners know who you are and exactly what it is that you do? Hi, uh, I'm David. I also go by Dave Does Ecom on all socials. And I sell on both Amazon and eBay. I'm 18 years old, so I started young, and I'm I'm loving it. Okay, 18 years old, man. I am double your age. I'm 37. 
when I was 18 years old, I was, what was I doing? I was working at Target. I had just graduated high school and I was working at Target. And mind you, that was 18 years ago. So we didn't have Amazon and things like that. But um, I didn't like working at Target. So my best option was to join the Army. So I joined the Army and the rest is history. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to get into e-commerce? So the reason and the way I started, I actually started when I was 16. So I was even younger. Um, my my uncle, uh, my father's twin, has been doing it for probably five or six years now. And at, at that point, probably four years. So he would tell me these stories. Oh, I sold this uh, thing I got for $2 for $200. And I was just amazed. I was like, that's crazy. I want to do that. So um, at 16, I went under his wing and I, I started um, I started with eBay, actually. So, so would you in 2021. So would you go to thrift stores to find gems and sell them on eBay? Or did you like have a like have a specific niche niche that you were following? So the way I started was I, yep, just like a lot of people, I'd go to thrift stores, garage sales, um, flea markets, estate sales, all that, and just flip general items. Now I still do eBay, but I niche down. Mm-hmm. I just do comic books now. So I do okay. 98% comic books roughly. Um, so it's a comic book store and I, I really enjoy comic books. So it's fun for me. Nice. Um, so eBay, yeah. you, so eBay, you started out doing just like the regular thrifting, then you niche down yeah. to comic books and That's now right. you do just comic books and you sell on Amazon. So what got you from eBay to going to Amazon? Was your uncle also doing Amazon? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He does like all platforms, Amazon, okay. eBay, Walmart, Facebook, all that. So my original goal was to do Amazon before I even started eBay. But when I talked to him, he said, you know, starting with everything, it's probably easier to start with eBay just to learn the sales market and figure how things work, Um, which I definitely recommend for people to start um, with eBay because it's a lot easier and uh, you can make more mistakes with a lower scale. Amazon won't forgive you as much as eBay will. So I I took about seven-ish months on eBay before I actually started Amazon. But yeah, same thing. I started because of my uncle. He also had been doing Amazon um, nice. for that time. Nice. Um, I started about four years ago, and I started with eBay. Also, I was um, I was I was at my job, and I hated my job like a lot of people. So I got onto YouTube and was like, "How to make money online?" And I went through a little bit of time of trying to trade forex. Then I went into a little bit of blogging, which I had success with blogging. And that's when I got my first taste of um, actual like making money online, but I didn't, it wasn't fast enough. So somehow I got to reselling and I got to eBay and I had a whole bunch of Jordans and I needed money. So I started to sell my Jordans and I was making so much money so quickly that I kind of fell in love with reselling and I did eBay for like a year. And then I found Amazon just doing research about eBay. And then I moved over to Amazon and once I, and then once I got to Amazon, I was like, all right, I'm going to just stick to Amazon. But also it was very hard for me to find things that work in it was also very hard for me to find things that work in eBay that I can get to the thrift store because I cause I live in Germany, so it wasn't really popular stuff that, like you could find right. that I that like I knew about. But once I found Amazon, I was just like I was just like really stuck on Amazon. So question for you. If you had to pick one, eBay or Amazon, like somebody said you can only do one for the rest of your time being a um e-commerce seller, eBay or Amazon? I'm picking Amazon. You can't go wrong. I mean, you just got to think of the volume that Amazon does. I, mm-hmm. eBay is still one of the biggest platforms, but it, it doesn't compare. Right. eBay is sort of like a passion project at this point. I just enjoy it. That's why I do it. I got um, it. 
Amazon, you know, you could just, it's, it's, I do enjoy the Amazon stuff too. Um, I think I do enjoy the fun of eBay more mm -hmm. and the uniqueness of items, mm -hmm. but the overall success I've had with Amazon far away is eBay. Um, the work, you know, it's, I'd say it's a little bit easier actually for Amazon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Than eBay, I think but I do prefer Amazon for sure. The way I see eBay versus Amazon, I see eBay as like the wild, wild west and the eBay and, and the Amazon is more like the government, like the wild, wild west. There really is no rules. You just go out there and you just throw stuff up and then see what sticks and then you go with that. But with Amazon, it's more structured. And if you get that, like there's a six or seven different ways you can sell on Amazon. But if you find one that actually works, then all you have to do is just keep re repeating that system and it's going to work no matter no matter what. That's exactly right. Yeah. So when you started selling on Amazon, what did you start selling with? Wait, wait, first, how much how much money as a I guess you were 17 at that time now? Because yep. maybe 16, 17. How much money were you able to invest into your first shipment on Amazon and what did you sell? So well, originally with eBay, I started with $80 and I just kept okay. multiplying that. So right. I just I, there's not an exact amount I started with Amazon with, mm -hmm. but I just started doing retail arbitrage. So I was going to like Walmart going down the clearance aisle, scanning things. Um, I remember some of my first products were, you know, like the stick on nails, uh, these Bluetooth shower heads, um, these paint cups. Those are like the three products that I remember. Wait, hold on. Um, I'm and, sorry. You know, I've never heard of a Bluetooth shower head. Why would yeah, you need a Bluetooth? <laughs> so, like, hey, <laughs> they were selling and, and they were selling really well too. They had like a 200 sales rank in electronics. Oh, hey, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean they sold instantly. Yeah, I remember a couple of times I've sold so much stuff on Amazon. Like a lot of times, I don't even know what these things are. I just know that the rank is good and that the keeper chart looks, oh, looks yeah. good and I'm going to sell it. Have you ever sold anything that you didn't know what it was? Oh, yeah, a ton of the time. I <laughs> uh, Right now, I'm selling a couple things. I'm like, who buys this? Who uses right. this? And it's like, hey, the profit's there. The margins are there. I'm, I'm buying it, you know? Um, a lot of times it's just the title that I'm looking at. I don't look at the product, you know? Exactly. exactly. It just is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, being 16, 17 years old, you're still in high school. And a lot of 16 and 17 year olds, people, um, a lot of 16 and 17 year olds, I think about going to college and thinking about their future. When your friends were like talking about going to college, like were you also, are you also in college now? Or did you have plans to go to college or how did that work out? So I really didn't want to go. Um, yeah. I ended up, I'm, a, I'm in a community college, so it's real cheap. Okay. It's real simple, you know, that kind of stuff. And basically, you know, that's just pressure from my parents and grandparents and stuff to go. They're paying for part of it, you know. So that's kind of why I'm going. It's it's simple. I go a couple days a week. It's not bad. So, um, are but you going yeah, to I originally didn't even want to go at all. What'd you say? I said, are you getting a, a, associates? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going for, just in business administration. Okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, so it's really just a part-time thing. I'm not against it completely. Um, you know, I wish, like right now I'm on break still, uh, winter mm -hmm. break, so it's, I have so much more time. It's great. I'm getting so much work done. Um, so <laughs> so you know, say, I'm excited to be done. Yeah, okay, so you but, say that pretty much from the pressure of the parents and the grandparents, which I think a lot of us understand that a lot of us do things in our life that maybe we're not 100% into, but from the pressure of family and friends, like you do it. Um, I don't want to offend you when I say this. So when you're in class and you're doing this and you're like, okay, I have to do this paper or I have to do this um, study or read this chapter or whatever. And you're looking at your Amazon sales, just keep going and going and going. How do you still manage to stay 
focus on your school when you have like these type of pictures and these type of sales sales months that you're posting on Instagram? Like, how do you stay focused with school? Yeah. Well, a lot of it, you know, I just try and avoid the uh, opening the apple on the class. <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually scroll through Twitter during that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, like, oh, man, I'm making this much money. Why am I bothering writing this paper? But like I said, you know, I'm kind of doing it just to reassure my grandparents and parents. And that's what I'm there for. I'm right. not really there for me. As right. much as they want me to be there for me, I'm not. I'm just, I'm doing Do they know how you feel about it? Like, are they like, are you oh, like, yeah. grandma, I'm just doing, I'm just going to class today just because you want me to go. That's exactly right. They know. <laughs> they, they don't like to hear it, but that's the truth. Okay. So if you're doing that just for them, how do they feel about your business? They're very supportive, you know, at first, especially being a 16 year old trying mm -hmm. this stuff. Uh, you know, my mother was on edge, but luckily, because I had my uncle, he was on my side. So he kind of helped push both my parents and then my parents pushed my grandparents mm -hmm. um, to let me do it. And now they're very supportive. Um, the one thing they find funny is all the packages showing up at the door every day. <laughs> um, like, and then some of the stuff I sell, like weird stuff, like well, who's buying, they have the same reactions I do. Who's buying this? Mm -hmm. um, so they're very supportive now. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, especially my dad, my dad's probably my biggest supporter. So I really appreciate That's that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So um, let's go back to you 17 and you started on Amazon. You was doing retail arbitrage. How long did you do retail arbitrage and how high did you get and I guess the way we can gauge the like the gauge the highness is like how much were you making a month in revenue just doing retail arbitrage? Yeah. So first off, I started doing retail arbitrage and I did it for too long. Let's make okay. that clear. I should have started online arbitrage way earlier. Um, but I did it for about seven months ish before I really went and focused on online arbitrage. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had this one product that I found technically online, but I would go and buy it in store. Right. And I, so I did about 15 grand in sales of just that one product Oh wow! Um, as a replant, of course. And mm -hmm. then they discontinued the product okay. when that happened, which was about August ish. I was like, okay, time to switch. So, cause that was my, that was my biggest seller, of course. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's when I switched. It was about August, um, which right around my birthday, I actually switched was in August. So uh, August, August of 2022. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's when okay. I switched. Okay. So uh, okay. pretty, I'd say that's recent still. I mean, that's only what, five months ago. So yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I switched then. When you decided to switch to online arbitrage, were you already before that already researching about the programs that you need to use and how to do all that? Like, did you like, did you do that or did you just say, all right, it's gone. Now I'm start doing online arbitrage. Yeah. Yeah. So one quick thing I'll throw in there too, is while I was um, in high school, I went to this program and we had to do an internship for a business. So I kind of found a loophole and did an internship for my uncle's business. Ah, so nice. I actually like started to learn a lot of the online arbitrage aspects while doing that internship for school. So oh. it was really useful. I learned um, like, keep, I obviously keep a, you know, you learn in general, but Selleramp, uh, even tactical arbitrage I messed with. And I also did a couple courses during that time. So okay. I was still doing like, that was probably March time. So even early on, I was focusing on getting to that point. It was just mm -hmm. a matter of when I was going to switch. So yes, I was doing a bunch of research ahead of time um, learning as much as I could. And then when I was ready, I switched. So yeah. I get it. Um, also I think I did real arbitrage way too long. Like I started with books 
because I was doing doing eBay and Amazon, so I was already in the thrift store, so books just made sense. So I did books for like a year and a half, which I think is way too long. But I was still doing retail arbitrage in those times, but I wasn't focused on retail arbitrage. But then like a year and a half, in, I focused like on retail arbitrage, and then I did that for like another year. And I actually just started doing, was it August? No, September, I just started doing online arbitrage, so where I was focusing more on online arbitrage. When you started to focus on online arbitrage, did you see your sales increase? So at first, obviously they decreased because you're, you know, I pretty much completely cut off retail arbitrage and mm -hmm. bet on myself to just mm -hmm. take this and run with it. So they dipped about 50% from my previous month in August, which was my best month at that point. Um, but then, you know, I, I bounced back, you know, and now I'm consistent hitting, you know, sort of where I want to be. Uh, so at first it dropped off, but now it's going back up I'm to the levels where I feel like, okay. I kind of got this now. I'm doing all right. So, yeah. Doing all right. I've seen some of the screenshots you post. You're doing way more than um, all right. Uh, I want to talk about your friends. Do you have, like, do you feel like a unicorn around horses? Or do you have other friends that are doing, doing, um, doing, well, just let's just say making, making money. Like, do you have other friends that are in the business avenue? Or is everybody worried about partying and playing freaking Call of Duty or something? So for me, I was very lucky because I had always had a business mindset and I always knew, you know, the whole school route wasn't really for me. The whole business mm -hmm. aspect was even before I started this. So during COVID, when COVID hit and the lockdown, I kind of cut off all the bad friends. So nice. I kind of cut out most of them. Um, now uh, I, I do kind of feel like a unicorn but I try not to um, hold that against people like, oh, okay, you know, you really just make that much. Like, I don't hold that against <laughs> people. Uh, that's, I feel like that's a little bit wrong. Uh, so I, but I do have a couple of friends who are interested. Like I have people who, um, lifelong friends who are like, hey, can I just have a little advice? I'm always happy to help friends, of course. So um, they still have similar aspirations to me, but it's not like they are taking the action I'm taking, if right. that makes sense. No, I get you. Um, I get what you're saying where you want, like, you don't want to be judgmental, like, oh, you're only doing this or, oh, you're only doing that. But I've come to learn that you kind of have to be judgmental. Like you, like you can be judgmental and not mean it in like a mean way. But if somebody's only worried about playing call, um, call of duty or being on Tinder and you're worried about getting this next shipment in, like y'all kind of don't have two things in common. So you kind of got to cut that thing off because they say you are the you are the, what is it like? You are the sum of the five people that you hang out with. So you kind of have to level that up, especially being at 18 and being successful. Now you have to be more weary of your surroundings than like somebody like me who was back in 18. And I was the guy who was just worried about girls of call of duty. So you just got to cut some people out. That's exactly right. So yeah, I keep my circle really tight. Um, I only, and a lot of the people that I talk to now are online who are doing the same sort of stuff that I am. Um, which in right. person wise it's it's a lot less which i'm okay with i have no problem with that um keeping the people who are actually focused on a real successful path are the people i keep close to me i get that um one of the things that i have found that a lot of us self-starters online entrepreneurs type of people have in common is a question that i want to ask you but the way i want to frame it is if you had to guess on a daily basis how often are you doing something that goes towards work? And I don't mean exactly like just sourcing, but I mean sourcing, checking something, checking your Amazon thing, doing a social media post in your discord, like all those things go into your overall business. So 
out of 100% of the day, how much of that percent do you think goes towards building your brand and your business? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, I, a lot of what I do, I let me think of a percent. Okay, so I'm sleeping probably eight hours. <laughs> okay, so let's I'm sleep. Go sleep goes down to sixty six percent. Now you have sixty six percent of the day right. that you can actually do something. I'd say probably forty to fifty percent. Exactly, and that is what I was gonna say. I see that a lot of like because this goes back to where you're saying that if you have to cut some people out, then you're okay with that. I think a big reason why you will be okay with that is because fifty percent of your day is already busy. Like you don't even have to have time for those people anyway. So if you didn't have this entrepreneur spirit or this online business going, then maybe you would like feel it more. But you're just too busy to even be able be, like to like you don't have time to sit down and play three hours of call of Call of Duty or to go to the club or like things like that. So I think that's why maybe you're able to just do that easier, which is yeah. good personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay, let's get back to some Amazon stuff. When you started doing online arbitrage, what type of things were you looking for? Like what okay, what categories were you focusing on? So I, with retail arbitrage, I did a lot of groceries. So when I started online arbitrage, I looked for grocery. Grocery mm -hmm. is a bit harder, I'd say, to do for online arbitrage yeah. than it is yeah. for retail arbitrage. So I realized pretty quick, uh, let's focus on something a little easier. So like a lot of people, I went to toys, beauty, and um, those are the main two. I'd say beauty for sure. Um, beauty is really good for online arbitrage. So uh, along with apparel as well, like shoes, okay. Nike shoes, um, that's also really big. So those were the top three, I'd say, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, those three. When um, I started doing online arbitrage, when I was doing retail arbitrage, I actually started doing retail arbitrage because of the whole lockdown. All the thrift stores got locked down. And my mentor who taught me how to sell on Amazon was like, okay, either you can still focus on books and you can't get any books. So you can just say that your Amazon business is on pause or over with now. Or, you know, one store that's never closed, no matter what. And I was like, what? And then she was like, grocery stores, because people always have to eat. So how about you get ungated in grocery and start doing groceries? So I so I did grocery store out the whole lockdown. And I was able to like triple my, um from the first year to the second, second, second year, I tripled my revenue just by doing groceries. So when I did Amazon, so when I did online arbitrage, I was like, well, I already know groceries, so let me try groceries. But I agree with you. It's, um, it's not impossible, but... From being like 80% of what I sold during retail arbitrage was groceries. Now groceries is maybe like five, 10% because you just find better deals. And I've noticed me personally, when I find deals for groceries, whether it's like cereal or cookies or candy, Amazon has a higher chance of jumping on the listing. And when they do jump on that listing, they tank it so far down to where like I was buying Oreos for like four or $5. And I was selling them for like 10 and the Amazon jump on it and they selling it for like one ninety nine. I have no chance to compete with that yeah. at all. Yeah. So I moved over to beauty. I do a lot of beauty. I do a lot of home goods, like, um, like, um, glasses, uh, tea mugs, tea kettles, like all that type of stuff. And I do a lot of beauty also. Yeah. I mean, now for me, my biggest category now is health and household. I do wow. a ton of supplements, gummies, all that. That I find a really a lot of success in that category for me. Do you have to? Is that like OTC? Do you have to get ungated in it, or? Uh, I don't do OTC, so I do like you know people take their gummies every oh, day, like, like uh, oh like multi or oh, like multivitamins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. vitamins, yeah, vitamins, and then supplements as well that are not OTC. OTC is a whole different category, I think. For me, it's I'll probably eventually get ungated, but for now, I'm not really focused on it. Um, 
there's a lot more risk involved with that too but that's not really an issue for me so okay so with yeah, the yeah so with the multivitamins and stuff like that you don't have to be on gated for like different brands or are they, is it is it just all open or how does that work so for me, I'm auto ungated in a lot of it. And I feel as though I'm lucky that way because when I'm like trying to show other people like, hey, check this product out, a lot of the time they're gated, mm-hmm. whether it's the bra, it's usually the brand, but I'm ungated in so much. So that's why it kind of works for me. I'm, I have that little bit of an advantage. I don't have to ungate it um, for almost everything. Like yeah. I'd say about 80% of the stuff I could sell. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of like how the grocery category is. Like, you have a couple of those brands like Skippy or Kraft that you may have to get on get in, but like I say, like eighty, like eighty to eighty-five percent of the category is already open. So, and that was um health and goods or what? Health and household. Health and yeah. household. Okay, okay, yep. nice. What does a day for like you look like? Like, let's just take yesterday. Like, how do like are you a scheduled person or are you just a I wake up and I get shit done type of person? So. I, I'm a to-do list person. So nice. I'm kind of a mix. Um, for me, one thing for me that's a little bit different than a lot of people is I'm super unproductive in the morning. A lot okay. of people are productive in the morning, but for me, my best work hours are like 5 p.m. to like 11 p.m. So, you know, I don't mind sleeping in to like eight o'clock mm-hmm. if you consider that sleeping in. It's I'll not sleep lit. till eight. I'll wake up, I'll, you know, I'll go on my phone. I'll do a lot of this stuff like social media in the morning, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that doesn't take a lot of brain power, I guess you mm-hmm. can call it. Um, I'll check the discord. I'll reply to messages. I'll post on Instagram. I'll do that stuff in the morning. Um, and then once it comes to like the real work, like sourcing, um, even prepping, I'll do at night. Um, I'll do that all from usually, you know, the later hours of the day. And that's okay. when I get my most work done. So okay. uh, I yeah. stretch my day that way. I've noticed that a lot of people, well, not noticed, but I know that a lot of people will say, oh, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and you have to get straight to it and you got to do that. That's how I am. I like to wake up like 5 to 6 a.m. and get things done, but that's because I have a family and kids and like things like that. So at 5 a.m., nobody's up asking me to take them to school or to do this or to check their homework or to cut the grass or like things like that. So I have my alone time, but my morning time is more for me. So I do things like I go to the gym, I, I read, I'll, um, they say don't check your social, but that's kind of how I make money. So it's like saying don't go to work before eight, like I have to, so I check it, but I'm more in a content creator mode like i'm not scrolling through there to see what everybody else is i'm checking my youtube stats i'm checking my instagram stats things things like that then the middle of the day is i'll either go sourcing or i'll create create something but after like seven i'm pretty much done with like i don't i get how some people can do it at night but at seven if i had to really do something that i had to put brain power to it would be not done at all yeah I know most people are like that where they have to, I'd say the majority of people are more of a morning person when it comes to work. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a night person and I, I kind of wish it was opposite because I would wake up early. I have no problem with that um, and just getting it done, especially with the you know school schedule and stuff. It kind of works out for me uh, with the school usually being in the morning time. So it's less effort for that. Have you ever had a job, a real job that you got like a W-2 for? Yeah. So I recently quit my W-2 job. So I was just a part-time, you know, Mm -hmm. worker at a grocery store called Wegmans. Okay. Um, And I did that uh, almost two years, not even two years yet. Um, And I quit in, I think, September or November. Um, And I I had been able to quit for a long time, but Mm -hmm. I didn't mind the job. It really wasn't that bad. It was just uh, because I worked with good people. I I love Mm -hmm. the people I work with. 
um, my managers even like those were great people. So that was the reason I kept the job for so long. I could have quit probably another year before that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, it's, it's, you know, low income, it's just a part-time job. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I did. I did. A part -time um, job. I kind of have the exact same story. Like my last job, I worked there for like a year and the job I had, I was a security guard, but like I sat in the office by myself. I didn't have nobody else there. I literally, if I work 10 hours, I would maybe work one hour out of that 10 hours. And then the rest of the time I edit my videos, I can source um, products. I can do all that. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to have another job after this, but as long as I have this job, let's just see how it goes. But it came to a point to where they wanted to move to another, to another job to where I wouldn't be able to do anything. So I was like, all right, it's just time to go. So that's why I quit too. So I can understand that just keeping it, but did it come to a point to where it was hindering you growing your business and your um, brand? Is that why you quit? Um, I'd say yes and no. Um, I was, I got to the point where I was working maybe one day a week, um, okay. but that one day a week is still like a, for a, a day that I can do other things to make mm -hmm. a lot more money. So yeah, I'd say yes for that aspect, but knowing the fact that it was kind of slowing me down, I was still moving at a pace that I wanted to, mm -hmm. but I would say since I've quit, I have moved faster. So at that point, it didn't seem like it, but now it definitely does. Nice. So nice. that definitely was part of the reason I quit. Yeah. Are you a one man team or do you have employees or VAs or how does your um, structure look like? Yeah. So I have VAs. I have um, currently I have three. I'm in, I actually just got off a couple interviews yesterday and this morning uh, for two more. I'm looking at two more. Um, okay. Um, what do you like? I'm looking into VAs, but I don't see like, I'm going to be honest, the way I get my um, listings or my, or, or like my leads, cause I don't source anymore. Sourcing was one of the first things that I, um, that I outsource because it was taking up so much of my time. But um, what I do is I like 90% of my resources and my time go back to replanning things that I'm already selling. And I'll like, I'm just looking for maybe three to five new things a, a week. Like I'm not a, a big sourcer because I have like a really large catalog of things that are already selling. So if I get three, five products a week, I'm good. So I didn't see the point in hiring a VA full time because I didn't need 20 and 30 different leads every day, single day. Right. So I just hopped on Fiverr. I found somebody who was offering leads. I kind of coached him into the way I wanted to be. And then every day I just pay him, well, every week I just pay him like $30 and he sends me like 15 leads and three to five out of those are going to work out. So with your VAs, are they full time or are they part time? All of them are part time, which is nice. Sort of like how you say, like, you don't want a ton of leads that you have to search um, mm -hmm. for me. Uh, like they all do a little bit. So maybe, you know, five to 10 leads a day. That's it. Okay. Um, and okay. it's like five days a week. So, um, and, you know, not like one of them I have for social media marketing. Uh, one of them is, I had for eBay. Now he's training for Amazon because I don't really need him for eBay anymore. And then the two that I'm about to hire will be for Amazon. Amazon. So I'm sort of expanding that way because I'm, you know, getting to that point where it's like, okay, I can definitely spend more on leads. Um, right. So yeah, for me, it's that way. Okay. With your VAs that are going to be sold solely for Amazon, that's going to be three. Are they all just going to be sourcing or do you have other tasks that you have them do or, or that you want them to do also? For now, it's just going to be sourcing. I don't really need anything else from them um, that I, that I could like think of. If I do, then sure. Yeah. I'll train them. But for now, just sourcing. Yeah. Right. Um, how do you go? How does a person go about find, finding a VA? Like what are your steps and your criteria for finding a VA? Because you said that you just in a, um, interviewed a, a couple yesterday. So what are you looking for when you're looking for a new VA? 
So I'm definitely one of the biggest things I look for is their response time to your messages. Mm -hmm. um, people that are like actively looking for work and are actually like going to be um, attentive and, you know, good employees, you can say, mm -hmm. uh, are going to like focus and want to, you know, reply to you and get your response. They're going to be active, you could say. Right. Um, so that's a big thing for me, especially is how fast they're going to reply to your messages, especially with them being in a different time zone. Um, it shows how much they're willing to work and their dedication to work. So um, that's one big category for me. Then one of my biggest things is I always have them send about three to five test leads, mm -hmm. which I'll go through those, you know, um, I'll check everything A to Z. Um, and then I'll, I'll give them a grade usually. Um, and then based on their grade, I'll do an interview after the interview then i make a decision so if the um, if the um, interview uh, like video call like zoom or it's yeah, just just like this yeah okay yep, and do. do you use i think it's like upwork or um online jobs ph or is that is that where you go to find them yeah i do a variety yeah i do um i've done upwork and i have done both online jobs um but i've also done just social media too because a lot of them have realized the you know sellers are on social media now mm -hmm. so people will reach out to me a lot of the time, those aren't the best VAs, but, um, you know, there's some that are hidden gems. So I've, okay. you know, the one, my, one of my first ones I did find from social media, mm -hmm. uh, and he's, he's been great. I've had him for multiple four or five months now. So nice. it's been really well. Nice. Yeah. nice. And what is the going rate for like a V, um, for, for like a part-time VA? So I usually pay my salary as opposed to hourly being mm -hmm. that they can work however much they want. Just get you the um, leads. And, yeah. So they, a lot of them like that. Some of them have never tried it. So they're open to trying it. Um, but for me, it really varies. I usually start them off at a lower rate, maybe 30 a week or something like that. Kind of like what you do for mm -hmm. maybe five to 10 leads a day, something like yeah. that. And then I build them up usually maybe $5 a month or $10 a month until they get to like a, a nice rate of like 60 bucks a week or something like that. And then nice. that's usually, that's pretty fair for them. Nice, usually. nice, nice. Um, Do you, have you had any bad experiences with VAs or have they all been perfect? Um, so far I've been pretty lucky, um, with the hires that I have made. I haven't had anybody too, um, tough. I, I, the one I've only had to like, I, I don't want to call it fire, but part ways with, uh, one VA, which was the social media one, just because of the response time, simple as mm -hmm. that. Um, it was like a whole day before they would get back to me. And oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I need things to happen, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, about a week after that, I replaced uh, that person and the new person I've had for probably three months now. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Doing a great job for me. Nice. Um, instant response time. So that's what I love. So that's the only bad experience, but it really wasn't that bad. I'd say it was a mutual decision too. I get that. So, yeah. Um, Let's hop to some of the social media stuff. Cause I want to ask you about your, um, social media VA, because I'm looking into getting into one of those. But my experience, I've already hired two. Of course, I hired them on Fiverr. Maybe that's where I messed up. But all they were doing was just adding a bunch of people that don't care about my content that probably aren't even real accounts. And um, I actually was up to like 7,000 um, followers on my first account. But I hired a um, VA and they started um, doing so much bullshit that I ended up getting shadow banned. So I had like 5,000 and I went from like 200 to 300 likes to getting like 20 and 30. So I just started all over. So exactly what does your social media VA do? So actually when he approached me, because when I was looking to do it, I wasn't really sure how they would go to promote your like I, mine's mainly for Instagram. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how they were going to go to promote it. 
but then when he explained it to me I was you know I was like a really good idea so basically what he does is he'll go every single day and he'll go through different hashtags that are related to Amazon or eBay or reselling Mm -hmm. and he'll you know comment on people's posts hey uh you know at dave.zcom is into this uh content or does similar stuff and then um, I make sure that they interact with the post you know uh they follow a lot of people you know because you know it's like a I scratch your back you scratch my back kind of thing with social media if you follow them they're going to follow you a lot of the time you like their posts like your posts so that's how I built my following really it's just um interacting with other people that's the biggest thing um, for me and just offering free things is too is a, is a lot of the way I've grown so um, you know like my free Discord's a big one people mm-hmm. love that there's almost 800 people in there now nice um, and they just people I, I have people DM me hey I really appreciate what you're doing with the Discord and that that's just a free thing that people like um, which has helped me grow in social medias for sure okay with your VA um, so have you ever heard of the dollar of the dollar 80 rule from Gary V? I have not, no. Okay, it's pretty much what um, what you just said. He has this theory that if you leave your two cents on 90 different profiles every single day, then you'll grow your um, um following. And with those 90 comments, you go over 10 different um, hashtags in your niche, and you just pick the top nine or the top nine recent people, and you go in there and you leave a real comment, not just like awesome sales, but like something that's actually of value, or you answer one of the questions that maybe they didn't answer in their comments. So I guess that's pretty much your VA, like what like you have them yeah. doing. Yeah, essentially and, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And have you like? Do you think it's worth it? Because like I'm looking for that. So like, do you think it's worth it? Um, I definitely think it's not a bad investment, especially with you trying to really focus on content and same with me mm-hmm. now, I'm trying to just grow social medias. Um, it's definitely worth it. Cause they're cheap. They're really cheap. Um, for that kind by of cheap, stuff. What do you, what do you mean by cheap? Like how much are you? Um, I pay them another, like, it's like 30 a week ish. So okay. it's about the same as a regular VA. Right. But for me, if you, if you're like, I don't know, do you, you sell a course or something like that. Um, I, have my, like that? I do coaching, but yeah. I coach, but I have my first gate. Um, my first course coming out. It's a, it's a um, mini, it's a mini course on how to get ungated in like a hundred different products and like what it actually means and like all that. I have that coming out this month. Right. So you figure, you know, if you're paying this person, you know, one hundred twenty dollars a month, if you make, you know, even potentially just one or two sales, you're gonna make then that back, and that's that's one hundred percent worth it for me. So for me, I've I've been positive even from the first month. So. Um, nice. definitely worth it if you can just you got to find the right people though for sure do you do you have a course um I don't have a course okay. I do like consulting calls um, which I don't really promote too much just when people ask about it just because it's you know it's not something I'm tr- like hugely focused on right now I'm coming out with a uh, a, le- a private like leads discord I guess you can call it um, where it'll have you know VAs and myself putting leads in there and then people mm-hmm. can do that so um, on Twitter uh, what I do, and it's a great way to grow your Twitter. I don't know if you're, are you, do you use Twitter a lot? I use Twitter to make my posts for Instagram. My Twitter is trash. Nobody cares about me on Twitter. You I do not know how to grow t- on Twitter. Twitter is, is probably easier to grow than Instagram. As many people really? think it's harder, but I think it's easier. Um, and I've grown probably a thousand followers in the past month just doing that. Um, it's what, pretty, what do you do? So I do these things called like lead giveaways. So yes, I saw that. Um, yeah, so I post those and then people interact with those. And then part of it is following me and interacting with other posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and people love that. So I've built up this reputation over the past almost two months I've been doing them. Um, 
where people are like, hey, this guy gives good leads because it's not like, you know, bogus leads. I'm giving real stuff that right. I would buy. Right. Um, and so a lot of them I do buy um, and people like that. So people have followed me because of that. And now they just like my content. And a lot of them, because of those lead giveaways, have my notifications on. So they get notified ah. for every tweet. Um, one tool that I use, it's a software called Tweet Hunter. Tweet um, Hunter. And it's, yeah, definitely. It's it's a bit pricey. It's about 50 bucks a month. Okay. Which well, I guess that's not that pricey. It's not bad. Retrospect. But um, that's been crazy helpful. It's got tons of features. Definitely look into it. Um, okay. Yeah, I just pulled it up now so I don't forget yeah, you can schedule tweets. So I have right now, because I'm going to go on vacation for a week tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I have my entire week planned out of tweets, the entire week. So I have probably 200 tweets planned out for the entire week. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many tweets are you posting a day? A lot. I post a lot of tweets a day. I, I've had Twitter since August. I posted almost 6,000 or almost 5,000 tweets. So you're so posting like a thousand a month, which goes to about 200 in a right. week, 200 to 200. So yeah. you're posting like 30 to 40 tweets a day. Yeah. 30 to okay. 40. Well, no. Well, I mean, the thing with that is retweets count as tweets or comments okay. count as tweets. Okay. So I comment on tons of people's stuff. I retweet tons of people's stuff, which is how yeah, you grow. You okay. have to interact with people. So, you know, follow people, interact with people. That's how I grow. Um, and then also, you know, you just talk to other people on Twitter, just like you would on Instagram. You DM them um, and then you guys talk and then you support each other. Um, so I'm in a couple different like group chats where we just like, hey, uh, um, just asking for advice. And then mm-hmm. you, you know, you go, you interact with their tweets, they'll interact with yours. So that's how I've grown. And then, the, like I said, the software, there's this AI that actually uh, makes tweets for you based okay. on your content. So, uh, you know, every day I have like nine tweets that they generated for me based on my previous tweets Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they're hit or miss or whatever. (laughs) So, uh, there's this impersonator feature where you can type in someone's username and it'll AI generate tweets based on their tweets. Oh, wow. Um, And and then, you know, you do that for people who are in the same niche as you. Mm -hmm. So that way you can, you know, get ideas for content of what to put out, um, so it's, it's really, really useful and it's incredible. And the reason I got it for the first reason is it has the auto DM feature. So for those lead giveaways, as soon as someone does the steps, mm-hmm. the software will automatically DM them the lead. Oh, so, so basically you put up like a picture of the um, seller amp of like what it is and you say, follow me, go to my discord. And then once you've done that, it just auto DMs them that the actual ASIN. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I have them like and retweet. Mm-hmm. And then as it, as soon as it sees that it did that, it will automatically DM them the lead like instantly. So the the kind of funny story of how I got into it, when I first started doing the lead giveaways mm-hmm. on like the fourth or, fifth, fourth or fifth day, I had a tweet that got like 100, 200 likes or whatever. So that's wow. a lot of people that yeah. wanted that. But Twitter limits how many people you could DM in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So every hour or so, I'd have to go in and send like 15 different messages uh, manually copy and pasting for my notes so it just took a lot of time so i'm yeah. like okay it's time to move on from this manual nonsense and uh get some software so i just tweeted out to people hey how do i set up auto dm people dm me hey check out tweet hunter so people are really interactive and i feel as though people are more engaged on twitter yeah so definitely yeah because yeah, definitely look into twitter yeah i have it and i've been thinking like okay because i'm because i have tiktok too 
instant like Instagram is like my main thing, but I want a second one. And I'm not like a big fan of TikTok. Like I make videos for Instagram and YouTube, so I post them on TikTok anyway. But um, I'm active on my Twitter, just like nobody cares. But I guess I need to be tweeting out more and actually talking to other people instead of just posting stuff to take a screenshot to post on Instagram. Yeah. Have you ever thought about? People. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever thought about doing your free leads on your Instagram also? So. I mean, I have, but I feel like with that, I don't, I don't know of a software that can do the same stuff. Uh, um, the auto, the auto, DM. you know, that the auto DM, the auto, everything. It does everything for me. Um, most of the time, I don't even go on Twitter. I just go on Tweet Hunter. So, oh, okay, uh, okay. So, um, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, with Instagram, but then again, I just feel like it's kind of my Twitter community's kind of thing. Yeah, and Twitter's my main focus right now. I okay. Twitter, I love Twitter. Um, so. Twitter and then I also give out free leads in my Discord as well. So those are my two funnels for for uh, leads. Um, what got you? Okay, well the well the first question that I like to ask a lot of people that come on the podcast is, how important do you think it is for new sellers to like get on social media and interact and network with other sellers? Do you think that helps or it's not important? I think it's extremely important. I wish I would have been in from the absolute start. Um, as soon as I got on social media, as soon as I started talking to people, I just, you gain so much knowledge, you learn things, you exchange, uh, information with people who know things that you don't, you may think, you know, everything you don't, there's no yeah. way. So, um, it's extremely useful for networking. That's the whole point of social media when it comes to business stuff. Um, so that's what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and that's what I have done. And it's been great. I've been, I've made some really good friends online who have, you know, helped me grow. We have, we talk on zoom calls all the time. We'll do sourcing together. We'll make content together, all this stuff. And it's, it's a really fun thing to do, but it's also really useful. And especially for new sellers, when you're trying to learn stuff, when you have that access to just ask people who are in the community, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? People are willing to answer these questions. If people are friendly, there's nothing to be intimidated by, um, which I feel as though a lot of people may be, are against it because they feel like the look may be stupid, mm -hmm. but no, you don't. People are willing to help for everything. So yes, that's definitely a big help. I agree 100%. I can think of two separate times that I thought my Amazon business was going to be done with. And just for me building up my Instagram and talking to other people, I was able to solve those two problems just by talking to other people. Like they say, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. So that's just one of the things like it may not seem like it's Im important until you actually need it. And then that person that you follow two days ago actually has the answer that you want, or you have the answer to somebody else's problem. Cause it's like a give, it's like give and take, like you give out good info and then good info will come to you. So I agree. It, it's very important for new stuff. And we and like, we live in 2023. Why wouldn't you be on in a place where it is a thousand, 2000, 20,000 other people doing the exact thing that you're doing and that you can learn from there. It's just common sense to me. One of the last questions I always ask my um, podcast guests is, do you believe any person can start selling on Amazon and become a, I don't, I don't want to say seven figure or six, six figure, but do you think they can at least make enough money to replace their nine to five job and become their own boss? So a lot of people probably say yes, but I'm going to go with no. They do. I think that okay, why not? there's a certain type of people who can do it, but there's a lot of people that can't. The people that can't are people who are just lazy because laziness is something that's very hard to fix. It can be, but people choose not to. Um, I know a ton of people 
around me that I just, I don't think they could do it. Whether they want to or not, they got to prove it to me. I don't look at someone and say, you can do it uh, for this kind of stuff if I know them. Now, I believe the majority of people can definitely do it and find success and replace their job. Uh, but there is definitely some people that just wouldn't be able to do it based on their previous habits or their their um, their work ethic. Work ethic's a big one for this. I mean, you have to be working. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the oddball response on that. And I'm going to say no um, for that. But I'd say the majority of people that can. And if you truly believe that you can, then do it. There's no reason you can't try. There's, there's no harm in trying. I agree with you 100%. I have a lot of people that say, of course, anybody can do it. And I could kind of agree with them, but I'm more on your side. I think anybody can do it if they have these certain traits. Like if you are able to be a self-starter, like you don't need somebody to come say, hey, you need to source or hey, you need to do that. And if you can be consistent, because like a lot of people can do something for like a couple of weeks, but can you do it for a couple of months, a couple of years? I think that's one of the biggest things is can you be consistent with it? But I agree with it. Um, we talked about Instagram. We talked about Twitter. We talked about your Discord. What is the best way for people to get in contact with you? Any any social media. I'd say Discord's probably the number one. Um, I'll have link that free below. Discord. Yep. It's called Resellers Avenue. It's for resellers on all platforms, probably focused on Amazon, I'd say. We give away free leads in there on the daily. Um, and we just chat. People ask questions every day. We'll answer them. It's it's a good community just to talk to people. So for sure, join. Well, I, pre I appreciate you coming on the Amazon Hustle podcast, David. I really do appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's been great. So I hope you guys enjoy episode 23 of the Amazon Hustle podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, please do me a favor, like the video, subscribe to the channel and click that bell so you can be notified when I upload new videos. Because not only do I post podcasts on my YouTube channel, I also do a lot of Amazon tips and tricks videos. If you are listening to this podcast on one of your favorite podcast platform, then please give it a five star rating, share it on your socials, and I'll catch you guys next week in episode 24 of the Amazon Hustle podcast. Peace out.